Hey everyone, welcome back to the MTG Painful Truth Podcast. This is episode five. I am your host, Brent, and joining me as always is my host, co-host, Cole. Cole, how you been? I've been good, just, you know, per usual adult busyness, it's all the same. Yeah, it's, it seems like a, every week, it's you're even more busy even. Oh yeah. Yeah, today was, uh, I was busy. I worked, I started at a... Uh, 7:45 and I got off at 7. I just for some reason I could have just left, but I was like, you know, I'm kind of in the zone and no one, you know, it's kind of uh working late at night. It's like, all right, no one's going to bother me. So I this is uninterrupted premium time to to kind of get some like low-key work done. So that's what I was doing. Um but yeah, how's your like how's your work week uh, been? I know we rescheduled this podcast twice because you, your ass was kicked. Oh yeah, I it it got real bad. You know, I got my pharmacy license recently, or to be a tech, and it just work. It just added on like ten times more work. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. All right, so what we're gonna talk about this week is we're gonna be playing in a event. Most likely playing an event. We'll see if it works out, but so far we're leaning on about ninety ish percent that we'll be going to an out of town event. About a three-hour drive to to get there in a 1K. This is going to be a modern tournament. And then we're going to talk about uh, 2020 cards of the year. I know everyone, all three of you, have been desperately waiting for the cards of the year to be, uh, for us to go over the cards of the year the prior years. Uh, and, uh, and we'll do 2020, which is going to be Zendikar, uh, Rising, Ikoria, Theros, and Corset 21. But let's let's go ahead and jump right in. Uh, so the 1K event, like I said just a moment ago, is going to be the modern format. Uh, we actually went to this store a few months ago, uh, right when MH2 was released, and and we're going to go back to the store, uh, play modern one more time. Uh, so uh, Cole, why don't you go ahead and kick us off? What are your kind of uh, gut thoughts of what you're going to be playing? Um, I'm pretty between like a big one that I've, I mean, that I always go back to is Yawgmoth. Uh, I've actually haven't really been able to look at the modern format lately, unfortunately. So I'm kind of super iffy on like what the format is, except for, you know, still Murktide and all your other good old same stuff. Okay. Um, so I found a couple Yawgmoth lists. One of them was really surprising. It ran, uh, Red, and I talked to Brent about this, uh, for, for, uh, some reason Magus of the Moon and, um, Clothis, which I could see Clothis, but Magus definitely threw me off. That, it threw me off too, because you've, you've witnessed, uh, you get hit with the Blood Moon at the HBMO, and we talked about that, that was episode one, uh, you get hit with the Blood Moon from Blue Red, and you were a little surprised at the time, but it, it was relatively effective so it's it it just seems tough man to uh you're 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 full of dual lands and you're very dependent on like green green and later black 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 like your mana is not great and it's it's just kind of wild to think uh that blood moon effect is something you'd be interested in as a weapon yeah and just surely just like i said not playing um the format for a little bit also kind of hurts because like i just don't see where a blood moon is super relevant uh besides like matchups that 
Yarmouth doesn't have real good game against sometimes, which is like uh, Tron and uh, I guess like stuff like that and Amulet. But like, I just, I just don't see a world where I'm either wanting to turn to it via Eldritch Evolution, losing a green source, or I guess like holding up cord for three just to be like a ha 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 gotcha moment. Yeah, yeah, it's just, I, 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 what I like about the Yawgmoth deck is you get Court of Calling, Eldritch Evolution, like, you can just play one of niche creatures, and I think Magus, we were seeing it just a one of, just as a, specifically just to tutor it out, uh, it just, it's, it's just a little different, and it really, you, you it really hurt yourself to do that. Yeah, because, like, for the most part, like, Yawgmoth, like, you're, you're not doing anything else pretty much for, like, almost the entirety of the game unless you have a Yawgmoth out already. Right. I, I just, I don't know. I just, I just don't quite see it. Um, and I know, like, as the Tron player and, or as Tron and Amy, they would, if they have access to Dismember, they're probably going to bring it in. And I don't know. It's just, it's not quite a got you card. Well, I don't, I don't know. I'm mixed on it. I don't, I don't. Like you may even win the game, but it's just like it's it's just so punishing. It's maybe Tron just even, doesn't even care because you're you're sacrificing a creature to get a two-two that doesn't have a huge impact on the board, and Tron can just play lands. Like its whole deck is is land tutors, so it, it can just play Thraktus on on turn five and. Well, also they play like little Karn, and that already is super annoying like right ballist a little card into ballista and if that was all you did on turn two you could just lose yeah that's true um okay no white splash no kind of went away from it it at least for the most part it just seems that the deck doesn't need it yeah i feel like the herd has moved on from it i guess yeah like i i haven't really still gotten to test against rhinos but i'm assuming that like void mirrors is better than trying to find your one three okay so so here's a question so void mirror and chalice of the void are like kind of like the the equivalent sideboard cards in your deck why would you choose void mirror over chalice of the void for for those cascade decks that's that's something i was kind of i haven't had an intelligent conversation about it i just like oh yeah those they both sound like they make sense but i don't know why i would choose one over the other you know, I definitely get that. Um, honestly, I don't really have a great answer for it because uh, it does just kind of fall over on the... They kind of do the same thing for the most part, like realistically. Sure. Um, like Chalice has a little bit more play, but if you Chalice on one, it could hurt you. When you have like young wolves and uh, ignoble hierarchs, birds of paradise, stuff like that. But I will admit at the HBMO, we talked about it last time that Chalice did come in super clutch against Burn. You know where Void Mirror would just have no text, but it also just sure. came down to like when I played against Burn, I was like, well, this is, I guess, a free card. Right. I guess also just the expected metagame. If you're expected to play against Tron or Eldrazi Tron. That 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 could just straight up win the game, or at least slow them down long enough to where like each one has to find Orborg and then uh, Tron has to find Yavimaya. Right. Or like any of their well, I guess they can't cast a star if they don't have a green source already. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. 
Okay, cool. Uh, any other final decks? Um, I guess like Etron's something I could fall back onto. The unfortunate part, like we talked about a little bit, was just I just have not played the format <laughs> or have not looked at the format sure. in a bit due to work. So like, I just recently don't know. Uh, there's a couple other um decks that I've looked at. Uh, I have looked at Red Eldrazi, you know, because deck is cool. It is very cool. Um, but really, nothing else has stood out. I have thought, I won't say it. Um, I won't say the deck name. Just in case I do fall back on it. Uh, I have thought of, uh, of a deck that I played in the past to a pretty, uh, a pretty high extent. Okay. Very so cool. It... All right. I guess we'll leave it there. Uh, so uh, I, what I'm going to, I talked to Cole. Uh, we've been talking about this, this upcoming tournament for a little over a week now, since we kind of found out about it. And I told Cole at the time, I think I've, I think my, that was, it still would, I wouldn't change a, my, any of my deck choices right now. Um, just because of, I, I'm familiar with a few, like I'm, I'm not just gonna play Hammer Time. I'd have very like no reps really with it, honestly. I'm not gonna look and acquire those cards and play a deck that I'm probably not gonna do very well in. Um, it, and I, it, it even then like that aside, I don't even know if Hammer Time that's kind of trending down. I would say there's so, but there's so many good decks, so it's it's hard to say. Uh, my deck was probably gonna be Amulet, uh, Amulet Titan, and that's how it's been for a while i did tell cole last week that i wasn't high on amulet at that moment i think it's trending up just a little bit and that makes me a little bit more interested and i know we're still at the point where amulet's not really uh there's there's not a, a huge focus for other decks they're not they're like oh i have blood moon so i'm or alpine moons already because you're a saga deck i'm fine and i already have unholy heats or whatever the case is so you're, you're kind of walking into the, that kind of metagame anyway, so it may not be a great choice, but I think there's a little bit less of a focus still on Amulet Titan, so I think the window is is okay for it right now. It's, not, it's still not a great format, and I listen to the Titan Talk podcast uh, every time they have an episode, and they still say the deck is very poorly positioned, and they still don't play it. And this is coming from House of Mana, who did... Uh, he he top aided in the challenge with Amulet Titan too. He still said just do not play this deck, so it's just kind of crazy. And all all the guys are low on it. Um, I'll 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 circle back to Amulet in a second. Uh, the other deck choices were Grix's Death Shadow uh, with Dress Down. That's a deck I've been playing locally quite a bit, and it's very good, but it's very punishing, and I have to. It's requires a little bit more brain power for me than amulet would um and the other and then twiddle storm which I'd, i'm just not brave enough to play it I, I love the deck it's very fun but i'm just not brave <laughs> and and it's really those three i did consider rhinos but that's also just something where i don't have a lot of rep, reps with it at all and i think i own like every card or almost enough where it's just like i need to get subtleties or whatever the flavor of the week is and and then i'm good but yeah actually I, like um sorry to interrupt but uh no yeah 
Drew, uh, our buddy Drew, who listens to the podcast, you know, love you, Drew. You're a really good magic player, and I always love looking at what you're doing. He is, uh, he kind of got an elementalist from Canister that plays Big Teferi now. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, like, the, like, it, it's just so crazy. Yeah. That, I feel like that, that deck, um, there was a, there was a, someone who was in the other podcast in the uh, community that played Elementals before it, before MH2 when it before it was actually a deck, and then uh, he was so excited when you get all those Elementals creatures and then the deck just all of a sudden was a very good deck. It's funny how it went from that, which was kind of a Lightning Skeletal style super aggro, into this just very good mid range deck. Yeah, with the the thunderous guy or whatever. Right, right. The lightning skeletal and thunderkin awakener. That 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 is a combo. Um, well, also just just the guy's also just really good with uh, um, most of the elementals in your deck. Right. It, you know, because like like risen reef is gonna die. Yeah. More than likely, and he brings it back. He gets its ETB. Uh, obviously, Skeletal is the, the best combo. Right. Blightning a turn is a pretty good right here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what the kids say. Um, yeah, I, I, if if you're a betting man, you'd bet on me playing Titan. That's just let's just be which good. which the deck does just get free wins. Like sometimes you just crash and win, and your opponent loses. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I have very good lists, and I have very good resources to play a very good deck. Um, I don't think Karn is the stock, but I just saw a Karn list again, so that that's kind of back um, with Phoenix. Uh, I'm, and I'm talking about the 15th sideboard card, or the 60th main deck card right now, but like Phoenix makes Bog a little bit better. Or Phoenix with uh, Demolic, because you're just like, all right, well, I get value out of it. Um and Gretchen is a uh, probably still a meme, but that's that may be something really cute to bring in. Just it is a I win the game on the spot kind of card, so that may be might be kind of interesting too. Um, and oh oh oh, I, I got to bring up one tech that I think is is brilliant. I don't know why it took so long for for us. I blame all other Amiot players, but me because I'm. Um, <laughs> Uh, but Savage Summoning is now a uh, sometimes it's a cyborg card. It I think it's I think it is game changing for the blue red Merc tide for the unholy heat deck. Uh, for those who don't know, it's just green. It's 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 very much the uh, I thought of this as like no this is gonna my spell's gonna resolve kind of card. It's green as uncounterable spell. The spell can't be countered. The next spell creature spell you control has flash and uh and it can't be countered and it enters with a additional plus one plus one counter so for green uncounterable your titan will enter as a seven seven and be uncounterable <laughs> it, it it honestly it's it's so good i think it's it's it we're in this field of unholy heat is just it's the removal spell that just wrecks me and I think it's I think it's bloody brilliant. I may I may not even run it, but I just think like if you want to help in the Mark Tide matchup, that's a good way to do it. Yeah, I mean like uh, we kind of talked about it a little bit. Mark Tide is just so rough for you to kind of deal with most of the time. 
Sure, yeah. Because, you know, Unholy Heat just being that card that just... Yeah, Titan trigger on the stack, I'll just kill the Titan. It's funny, I was in the Titan Discord, and there's one person who had very good results with Titan. One of the... Not one of the podcast guys, but he said he thought that the Merc Tide matchup was a little bit closer than everyone says. Moniz uh, said it was basically unwinnable <laughs> and just kind of said it to the point where it's like, look, don't admit, like, you're going to lose, you're probably going to lose it. Just move on and focus on other matchups. I don't, I don't think it was that bad, but um, I thought it was funny how he said that. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, also, the, it doesn't draw a card, right? It just, does its thing yeah yeah the the it, the things are on the card that we it does not it's not cantrip okay but there's In, interesting yeah the titans never really played uh veil summer you just have uh kind of have cavern of souls built in the mana base um and it it we would play pact of negation or now it nor more recently it's been uh swan song as a answer to Blood Moon on the stack, uh, Cascade decks uh, on the stack, you know stuff like that, and you, you have to rework your mana base quite a bit to support single blue mana. Um, but I thought that that's awesome. There's there's quite a few options that I could kind of run with. I'm I'm not sure what I think is the best one, but I yeah, I you, think... you have a lot of a lot of things you can you can mess with, right. So it is definitely pretty interesting. I, I think the deck's a good choice. I, I don't know about everybody else, but I think the deck is fine. I think like if you're a good pilot with the like, uh, well, if you're a good magic player or you're magic good with ed, like a decent modern deck, it's a it's at worst going to be okay choice for the player. You know, like like Gift Storm may be a bad deck in the meta game, but if it's Caleb Shear, it's that's what he should run. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, if you're if you're Caleb Shear, you, you'll do fine. Right. Um. So it is, yeah, it, yeah. So yeah, those are those are our choices for this coming weekend. So very, very excited about that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I part of me hopes that I just become be brave and just, you know, just twiddle, uh, twiddle over the weekend. All right. I mean, if you're uh, feeling if you're feeling uh, if you're feeling froggy, then jump. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. Cool. Well, let's. Uh, uh, is there anything else that we, that we need to talk about here? Ah, <clears throat> uh, you know, I don't think so. I think that's pretty much it on that note for the most part. Um, I mean, that, that's pretty much where we're set up on. All right, so let's go ahead and jump right into 2020 card of the year. This one I've been really excited for. So the origin of this, Cole, um, and you may know this already, but or to you, listener, is I believe in 2016 or 2015, there was a Reddit thread of like, what's the 2015 card of the year? And then there was like a short discussion, but there usually is a consensus uh, car of the year, but it's uh, it's still kind of fun to go over this. Um, so so it's always something I kind of joked around and like um, 
if someone talked about like a boreal grazer i'm like what that's the 2019 creature card of the year or something like that they're like okay so uh so i i do i do kind of like these uh going over like cards of the year um so we're gonna do 2020 today and then we'll do uh the some of the years we'll go a few, to 2019 all the way down to at least 2016 and we're going to have a very uh, extended 2021 list whenever we get all the cards for the year. But uh, I guess uh, anything else to add or should, I, should we go ahead and jump right into it? Well, I, think, I think we can jump right in. All right. Let me get my actual list. And I did not share this with Cole. So he's uh, he has no idea what I'm going to say, but he's probably going to agree with just about all of these. Um, yeah, we, so... we both kind of talked about it a little bit on the side. Our, our lists are going to be probably the same. Right. I, I don't like if I miss something, it, it may be because it, it might be down the line that our list kind of defer later in years. But like I looked over yeah. the sets in 2020 and it's just I, I'm almost positive it's just gonna be the same. The same right. for the most part, like my, my cards, we'll, we'll get there, but I'm, I'm sure most of us we're, we're going to agree on a lot of things. Right, yeah, because I may not have like a huge awareness of like high impact standard cards that have some modern play, and typically the card of the year. So just kind of set the ground rules. Uh, this is not just like the best standard card. It has to. It really has to have a a pretty big impact in uh, modern pioneer legacy style formats too. Popper is fine too, uh, and typically I like only like to do. Uh, standard sets so like modern horizons I, I think we'll make an exception for modern horizons or like a asterisk on it because modern horizons 2 had a huge impact in modern and legacy but it's not standard card so it's kind of like uh kind of kind of weird and uh 2019 i will um we'll, well i think we'll we'll be okay to just have some of those as well but let's go ahead uh jump right in and we're gonna go by the color pie just like we did with the uh Innistrad Midnight Hunt. So we'll start with white. And I actually only have a few white cards in in for the year 2020. And just like last time, Cole, if you, there is something that you think I missed that we should go over, please let me know. Oh, uh, yeah, so, definitely. <laughs> so there, and there's a good chance I missed something. Uh, and all of mine are rares or mythics. The first one is Archon of Emeria. Uh, and this is going to be alphabetical for me. For the most part, Archon of Mary, just a uh, a card that I was very low on. At it's, I'm not going to go over card names because that's going to take way too long. And I think this list is going to be long. But Archon of Mary, just a great like storm hoser, uh, just a decent body, and it kind of was a a big piece in the taxes deck making a comeback into the modern format because that was always a fringe deck. Um, but this kind of brought it back, in my opinion. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, Archon was on my list as well. Um, I mean, it, it just is such a good card. I even hyped it up a little bit when I saw it come out. I I was like, this card's insane. <laughs> I So me, I was like, oh, that's the bolt. I'm not interested. And that's just a terrible way to look at magic cards. Uh, and just playing, you know, I play... Uh, if, if Lotus Field's legal in the format, there's a good chance I play it. It it was it's like the single best card against the pioneer deck, uh, uh, lotus lotus combo. It it's so hard to kill and just like it just added pressure and it just it just closes the game. 
uh, it, it has impacts in, in, in modern too. So this this one to me was pretty easy. This was a, a very good card. Oh, easily. I I definitely agree. I card like I definitely agreed when it first saw it. I was like, oh, modern playability. It has none. And death of taxes yeah. and other decks have definitely shown that that's not the case. Right. So I'm going to actually skip one uh, to, because I think it leads right into the taxes deck. We have Skyclave Apparition. This one actually has the white card of the year. Uh, this this was mine as well. Like yeah, this was I, I, this was my big dog for white. Like, it, it easily really, best card. Yeah, not close either. The cards are good for the white card. Like Archon's a good card, but Skyclave maybe the best white card. Period. It's very close. It's definitely up there. There, says, there were points where like modern decks were just shoving this card. Oh yeah, it it was like white was the joke. Haha, your white sucks kind of thing. This made it real. Uh, this I and then taxes deck played it too. Just as another removal spell on a body. This is it is the best one. There are there have been three mana uh, creatures that exile cards. This one gives you a stupid token back. It doesn't give... Like, someone used, someone exiled... I don't remember the card, but they exiled my Torrential Gear Hulk. And I'm playing a control deck. And then they attack at one point. I kill it. I get my Torrential Gear Hulk back. So I have a good blocker. ETB trigger. I get to Glimmer of Genius. And the game is it's so over at that point. But this just gives you a crappy 2-2 body back or something like that. Oh, yeah. Like, it... Well, and also the thing about it is it's, it, it states non-land. Non-token, too. A non-token, yeah. It, it cannot eat token, but it states non-land, which is a big deal for it, too, because, like, a lot of the other Exile thing effects have all been like, oh, man, like, uh, oh, man, this card specifically has to, uh, like, it only hit creatures. And there's times in Modern where, like, creatures aren't what matter it's right it's gonna be like karn and teferi and like all these other stuff and the other secret tech about that card and which made it card of the year for me for a big minute was that it is a spirit right that, that's that yeah, i completely missed that that huge addition for the spirit sec it doesn't matter that it doesn't fly it is just straight up removal which spirits does not really have it has Reflector Mage sometimes. Like, Actually, I don't even think that's true. It doesn't really have removal. It just has tempo. Tempo plays. Oh, yes. Like, easily let the card just tear it up for the most part. Right. Um, yeah. So this one definitely uh, white card of the year for me. And the last one I actually have on my list is Heliod Sun Crown. This was an incredibly hyped card. I also thought it was a little overrated, and that the walking ballista combo would not be a huge impact. Uh, that that combo did get banned out of uh, out of Pioneer during the Pioneer uh, combo BNR announcement, where they just banned combo basically. Uh, and it is it, it pre MH two. It was the one of the best decks, if not the best deck in uh, modern, was uh, Heliod. Helioid company. Old, so this one, good old helioid, right? And I, it, this was also uh, it just like white weenie style decks. This is a huge body, but typically it's like a combo finisher or combo card to me. But this one I, I liked quite a bit. Yeah, I definitely. Um, 
I Heliot. We're talking about Heliot, correct? We are talking about Heliot Suncrowd. Yes. Yeah. Um, Heliot definitely was up there for me, but like in the argument of Skyclave v, um, you know, Skyclave v the format basically. I or the set. I, I Skyclave all the way. Right. Oh yeah. And it, it, you know, it, go back to Skyclave for a second. One thing I forgot to mention. Like you said, it, exile target thing is good, and we see that with prismatic ending and modern right now. People are splashing white just for that card because it's it is permanent base removal for so little mana. It's just perfect for white. It's very good. Uh, so let's. So that's all I have for white. Is there anything that you think I missed that we that um, we're bringing up? Besides, like just standard all like random standard cards that matter season hollow blade was on there for me but i mean he like that's just super narrow for just standard and stuff and i didn't yeah. really want to include that into the <clears throat> the genre or the list you know sure yeah yeah it's it's not i don't think it's quite close to any of the three that are the white cards of 2020 personally but um but yeah that was a high impact standard card okay uh to blue the first one i have is uh a card i really like it's omen of the sea basically sea ordain on an enchantment i like this card quite a bit just because this was also the yorian time too so yorian was very big in multiple formats uh and be able to blink omen of the sea is just incredibly strong it had some impact at the time in modern not so much anymore but uh this is a great two mana cantrip too and you just get a little bit more value if you just have extra mana floating uh, lying around too. I think this card's awesome. Yes, that uh, Sea Ordain was so big for me for such a big time because like when I, and it's weird because when I first saw Sea Ordain, I was like, "Wow, this card is not good." <laughs> I uh, right, yeah. I kind of like thought about it more, and I was like, "Wow, this card got a lot better for me." Like it, it very easily grew on me, super, super hard. Yeah, yeah, this card was card was quite good. Uh, next, another enchantment, uh, Shark Typhoon. This this card is still a high impact card in modern and pioneer. Uh, just as a great, it's it's just a control finisher late, and it, it's just a fog effect early, and it's a cantrip each time it does it. I, this card is just still awesome. It's still the win con in these. Uh, reclamation decks in modern too which are kind of on the up right now yes i um shark typhoon i don't think it was let me look at my list real quick because i'm trying to remember if shark typhoon was my card of the year and i honestly think it was for blue for spo spoilers it is mine yeah so it's mine I, it it's almost not close either because how i kind of wrote my list down <laughs> I think it's uh I have another card that's I think is the second best but I don't, I I would say it's also not close just like yeah like that's kind of, kind of looking at it that that's where it kind of is for me is it's, is it's like short type like I put uh as a joke I put uh for me because I'm a spirits player glassful mimic was up there <laughs> and uh, that card's not real so don't worry about it guys but yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, Shark Shark Typhoon was something. I was really glad to get a playset early um, because the, they they shot up in price pretty quickly. Oh yeah, um, no Shark Typhoon was 
absolutely ridiculous of its price which i you know to an extent made sense like like of course i mean it's it's gonna be worth quite a bit of money right yeah uh so next this is the one that was i would say second uh the second best blue card uh feel free to uh disagree with me but i have thassa's oracle oh no yeah okay so that was the one i forgot like when we were talking about it there was one card and i was just sitting there and i was like oh man like i know i'm I'm blanking on a card for uh for the format and i couldn't remember because like thassa's oracle to me seems like a dream <laughs> like not a real card sure. it, it kind of kind of yeah so like um it, it it definitely is up there for me, and I totally forgot like it was even a real card to exist in any sense. Uh, right. It it so now remembering about it, Shark Tycoon's probably still my card of the year just with its effect on the whole format or that most formats as a whole that it's been a part I, of. I would I, I would agree to that too. Yeah, but Thousand Oracle definitely like if you're an EDH player or it let Ad Nauseum have a better combo finish. It let uh, Legacy decks have a crazy finish like. There are a lot of decks that it affected. Oh, Pioneer! It was the win con in the best deck forever in Inverter too. Yes, like uh, that. the the yeah. the dreaded deck we talk about. <laughs> right, the the deck that killed Pioneer, that some might say. <laughs> um, yeah, th- and this is a it still is a win con in your Adnaz deck, and which you know, rest in peace. It's also Twiddlestorm, uh, Bryant Cook, known. Twiddlestorm player he actually is running like uh he's he's playing this over grape shot uh a little bit too the only problem is that this spell has to resolve whereas grape shot kind of has fake uncounterable too uh or it has fake uncounterable so it's kind of kind of tough but it is definitely a win con in that deck because you just mill yourself out uh and it was very good in pioneer too yeah this card this card rocks this card's very very good oh yeah and um it's just so interesting to me to just kind of like look at that card sometimes because like like i said it it feels like a fever dream like every time <laughs> like it's it's not a real card yeah it's 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 so good uh so i only have one card left uh i'm i could easily be missing something um and you may even like debate this being on the list these are all really good blue cards but i have ruin crab as my ruin crab was on the bottom for me uh because it's just so narrow for the deck that it affected now it did affect standard i will not argue against that it definitely uh had a huge effect on standard because like you had uh you had uh what's the stupid deck called uh rogues right yeah that was a comp like kind of the combo or enabler i don't want to say combo enabler but it was an enabler for the deck so like uh to me i won't argue that definitely like it would it would be dumb to say that that card's not not at least mentionable but it definitely uh it definitely wasn't close to the the top cards for me at least yeah definitely a tier below everything else um this one is maybe a little bit more better staying power in modern than omen of the sea because mill is still kind of one of those it's just one of those decks that's still you know decent and it plays this card but uh and omen of the sea has just been trending down for for some time so i don't know 
But I thought this was a big deal for, for Mill at the time. This was kind of the first... Uh, this was also goes around Leyline because it's just each opponent, and that was that was a pretty big deal. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I think I'm ready to go to black unless you th- unless there's any card that you think I missed. I'm thinking. I can't think of anything else, and we're and we're talking about blue still, correct? Like we're not we're not being crazy. We're sh- yeah, no, just uh, gold is a separate section, so uh, there, well, may a, there there may be a blue card in the gold section. Gold is going to be one hell of a drug. Uh, my that's easily the longest list. Yes, uh, there are so many cards in gold on my list. It might be like twenty. Oh, I I was able to convince mine to just seven. Yeah, like I put, I, I, if it was a mentionable card, it, it was it ended up on there to some degree. There's, there's quite a bit. Okay, well let's go ahead and move on to black. Uh, I think uh, to me that there was nothing more than that, but there was a pretty good suite of blue cards for in 2020. Uh, black leading off, uh, start a pretty small blood chief's thirst. Just a good uh, black removal spell in standard. Uh, some play in Pioneer and Modern, too. It's all, the only black removal... Sp- like, this is kind of a fifth Fatal Push at the time uh, in Modern. And it kind of just... You can just shove four mana into it and just kind of take care of a problem permanent. It just got flexible. So I, I like this card a little bit. Not terribly strong, but it's a good one mana removal. Yes. Um, uh, it definitely ended up there for me as well. Uh, like, it, I mean, it's just good, <laughs> you know? Right. Like, I remember seeing the card when it came out, and I remember being like, yeah, this card has to be, like, good, right? Like, it has to be a card that sees playing modern, because, like, Ren and Six being one of the best Planeswalkers in the whole format, you know? Right. Like, you have to think, okay, well, if Ren and Six is easily, like, best card ever, then this one mana kill of Ren and Six has to be super good. Right, yeah. And it, and it really, like, it, it just never caught on. Like, it, it kind of did at first, and then people kind of were like, eh, whatever. You, you probably play Fatal... Like, it only hits Rin, unfortunately, in the, you know, two-man plays Walker. And then it's just, like, a worse Fatal Push just about every other time. So, like, it's hard to, like... Like, this is the... Like, I, I think it is, like, the fifth Fatal Push in both Modern and Pioneer. Uh, but this this is also but it's also still can be a card that just like all of a sudden is just very good in these eternal formats I think oh no yeah like in you know um, I totally forgot about my honorable mention for blue because um, I did have one uh, oh and I, and, yeah and I gotta just get it in there real quick uh, stormwing go, go entity <sighs> the, this guy, uh, uh, so uh, okay. I, I, you know what? I did miss it. That, that, I didn't that put it as card of the year. It didn't get that close. No. But it did no. affect the format enough to where I was like, okay, um, this card is like super good. Yeah. Uh, so funny story about that, and we we have to tell it. Unfortunately, I so I'm, I'm notably very bad at card evaluation. Uh, this story will kind of prove it. Uh, this card was spoiled. This was this was COVID time, as this was uh, 
Oh, I mean, we've been in COVID time forever. Yeah, uh, so. like 12, 12 years. I remember I was I was with you, Cole, and we were looking at spoilers, and you were like, this card is <laughs> fucking insane. I was like, this card is not good. And uh, <laughs> and the bet, and so we made a bet. It was a $20 bet. I said, if it shows up in, I think it was like, I forget the, the term, but it was like, if it's in two of the next five modern leagues, 5-0, because I, I thought it was not good. Then it was a tw- Then you get paid twenty bucks, and just like the next three leagues, there was like multiple lists with this fucking card. So uh, Cole became twenty dollars richer very quickly. Yes, I I felt I was like Manamorphose into this thing or Lava Dart into this thing. Like I I knew that Prowess needed a better bomb, and they and I don't even think Blue Red Prowess was really a deck before uh, Stormwing really. Uh no maybe maybe they played bad really yeah yeah I guess yeah that's true that that's a long time ago right I mean that that deck as it is is still like an acceptable playable deck today it's it's just I mean you just don't see it but I think it's certainly okay well it's just kind of like a a worse uh murky yeah I think that's the consensus. Uh, but you do get it's one of the few decks that played Lavadar, which is a very good card at the time. Yes, Lavadar has been the bane of my existence for like twelve years. <laughs> God, I hate that card. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Th- thank you for remembering that, Cole. That card. Um, but I think we're uh, ready. To- yeah. Now, <laughs> now, okay, so now we can move back to the black. I, I yeah, was okay. looking at my list, and I kind of was just like thinking, I was like, man, I thought there was one more card that like we just had to talk about. And I yeah. Could not remember for the life of me. And lo and behold. I- I saw it there flying, and I was like, ah, <laughs> Stormwing Entity. Right. <laughs> okay, uh, the next black card I have, this one I think is a, was a very good one. Uh, it's still very good today. It's Cling to Dust. Just a very good... Uh, oh, very, very high on my list as well. Like Yeah. It, just something that would uh, deal with opposing uh, graveyard threats. Uh, its floor was really just like draw a card or gain three for a single black mana. And you could do that effect multiple times. Like this this was a very good card in many decks. And uh, when there was a, let's call it a card of the year card in, uh, in modern, it was, it was nice to be able to nab a certain, certain card. Oh yeah, so this, this, and even, this one was very good. Even still, it sees play. Oh yeah, like it's, it's, it's it a is very, a good uh, card. Yeah. It is a very good card. Right, Blood Chief's Thirst. Like, it's lucky to be sharing the same space as Cling to Dust. But let's be real, Cling to Dust is a lot better card than Blood Chief's Thirst. Cling this to Dust one... always felt like the card that like people didn't know they wanted until they got it, and they were like, "Wow, how did we play modern without this card?" Right. Like how oh, how yeah. did I live my life? going forward yeah yeah this this card incredible oh easily i i i saw that card and i will admit my evaluation wasn't as high as it is now of that card but then i kind of like just kind of kind of played it for a minute and i was like wait a minute what what is this card this card is insane <laughs> i was like why are we not talking about this yeah. lo and behold everybody else was talking about it already and i was late yeah. to the party yeah, this one I, I was I was pretty high on early. I was like, I think this card's pretty good. And then it was actually better than I thought. Which doesn't really happen with me too much. Normally I'm like, this card's great. Um, or, or the opposite. Uh, so moving on, this one is 
is a very special card to me. Uh, huge impact in Eternal formats, not so much in in Standard. I already know what you're going to talk about. It, I'm yeah, so it's, upset. It's uh, Peer into the Abyss. Uh, costs seven mana, but basically you just draw your half your deck and you just win on the spot, basically. Card rocks. And this has had an impact in really every Storm deck in some capacity. Or... or at least one storm deck in in every format, I should say. Not not gift storm, but twiddle storm. Uh, and legacy was a big effect too. Like uh, a lot of the legacy storm decks played it. Um, I think they just kind of like audible it now permanently. Like I think it's just a card they play. Yeah. Oh, I think it's I think it's just stock. Like I think it's in their wish board forever. Like that is their card. No. Oh yeah. And historic too. Very good historic. Yes. Yeah, that card is a uh, card. Very good. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty niche. Like it goes in one niche deck in every format. Well, I kind think of. I think the thing about it that always makes me laugh is if you look at it fairly, it's really bad. Yes. But then the second you look at it at an unfair value, you're like, wait a minute. If I just if if the mana cost on this card is not real, wait. If I have, I have moxes in my deck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like like you I have a, you have a land that's lotus. <laughs> Right. Every like every untap. So like, it's just like yeah, this card's free. Like, why would I not play this card? Right. Yeah, it's like I have Baral on the table. I have a blue mana, and I can sp spend eight mana for Peer, or spend seven mana for six mana. Apologies, and like I still get a Twiddle or like Hidden Strings. Yeah, this will gain me like a million mana, and I'll win the game. This car this card's awesome. I definitely had to include it in the blacklist. Not card of the year though, um, but not black card of the year, but pretty good. I like it. I, I feel like we had to bring bring it up. Oh, oh yeah, I, I think it's a yeah. very good card. Yeah. Speaking of good cards, uh, Scourge of the Skyclaves is the next one I have. The uh, black Tarmogoyf. I think this card. This card I was very high on early. I thought it was going to be incredibly good in the in like black red Death Shadow, and that was a a pretty good deck at the time. Um, it's not so good anymore, but this card is awesome. I like this card quite a bit. And just like for some sort of black mid-range deck, like this is not embarrassing to have in your deck. Oh no, 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 not at all. Yeah. Um, card card is yeah. Uh, insane and super annoying. Yeah, and the it stacks incredibly well. Teamer Battle Rage too, where it's just like the first one that de dealt six damage, the next one's gonna deal like 10 damage or, or it, it's basically target better. player dies most of the time like a lot of people don't don't see that all that often but it, it really does just read target player is dead yes yeah there's just a lot of it's just it, it most of the time just says target players died and, <laughs> right. and you're just like oh yeah cool you're dead yeah like it's also it, it i think it's pretty key it's two two costs instead of one so it's like just a big deal in like these aggressive decks and now you have a two drop that you have to deal with so like ee it, it, it does not just save your blasto it's like uh now i have a two drop i also you kind of created a charmer boy but there's just a lot of times that i've always thought that card was just way better than charmer oh yeah i thought like i think in modern right now if like if you're playing black and not like i guess i don't know like I, I it, it, to me it gave shadow a card they needed that they didn't know like, Shadow has always been a pretty okay deck, and now I know Grixis Shadow, I know what everybody's going to say. They're like, oh, Grixis Shadow doesn't play cool. And, you know, you're right. They don't. 
but they also don't need to. <laughs> They're a completely different breed. But if you're on like yeah. the aggro shadow plan, like the card is just good for, yeah. for what you're trying to do. Yeah, I, I think like if there is a black red shadow deck, which I that was the shell I thought of too, because it's just like with monster swift spear, you know, get get some damage in, then scourge will come down as like a two two or three three, and just be so much more. Not very long later. Yes. Uh, so this would actually uh, spoilers. This is my black card of the year. Um, I have one other card that I wanted to bring up. I thought this one had the highest impact, but actually it may be Cling to Dust now that I'm thinking about it. Just because it's today, Cling to Dust is a better card. Uh, I'm not sure. I think Cling is my top just because its effect is like a universal card that people would play in the main. Because it, right. it was just free to play in your main to an extent. You're just like, I mean, why not? I'm here. Like, I'm in black. It, it doesn't... It either cycles or, you know draws a card <laughs> right and counter like or it, it, fate, I mean, fate counters a lightning uh lightning bolt to the face kind of too which is a very good card against burn yes like yeah, just yeah, the effect is awesome i definitely uh i definitely think this was probably my card of the year um i can't think of many other cards that kind of just meet on the power level of that in black for um 2020 I mean, I'm, like, reaching in the back of my mind. I mean, Silver Smoke Ghoul was on my list. Um, yeah, that's my last one. That's the, my last one as well. But, like, its effect was, like, Dredge tried it and was, like, eh, it's fine. And then, like, it gave uh, Pioneer a reason to ban a deck. That's true. And the combo ban. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> to that extent, yes. But, like, Cling right. to Dust, like, it sees Pioneer play. It's all standard play. It's all... God given everything play like it was in everything, <laughs> right? Like, why weren't you playing this card in your deck? Like, like card card was everywhere easily. Yeah, yeah. But that's that's actually all I have for black. Is there uh, any card that you think I missed? No, I like Scourge was on my list too. Um, I didn't put it nearly as high. I mean, it's high on my list, but it's not like. I mean, I don't know. I thinking back to it, it did format warp pretty hard, because like right. Black Red Shadow was like a deck you had to fight against, and you you knew that you had to play against it. So, I think if we're reviewing end of end of last year, I think Scourge is the card of the year. But like re-reviewing, I think Kling is has has. Been, well, I think right now it's just the be the best card. Um, yeah. But maybe even like next year, it's back to Scourge. So I I'm like. I don't know. No, it, it, I think it's, it's, it's still it's, it's probably still really clean, but yeah, like it, it's it's just weird because it's like, like if if Black Red Shadow ever just got like really good again, then it's like okay, well, you know, obviously like uh, we're gonna put higher on uh what's its name the the whatever the scourge, <laughs> right? Yeah, um, but after Black we have Red. Uh, this this list is pretty short for me. Oh, it's so. Uh, I, I think I might have one card. Hold up. Yeah, I mean, my 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 red card of the year is. I don't think it's very good. <laughs> um, um, mine is mine's pretty unique. I think. I mean, it's not. I, I think it's expected for for red of this year. Actually, you know yeah. what? I, I did have an honorable mention as well. Like there, there's not a like when I looked at red, there wasn't a card I saw in red that I was like, oh my god, like. 
literally, if you're not playing this card, you're bad. Right. Yeah, there's no Skyclave Apparition. There's no Shark Typhoon. Shark Typhoon, yeah. Because, like, I, I guess I'll start red. Like, my card yep. of the year is... Well, so, uh, so honorable mentions, uh, Snoop Dogg. Yep, he's on my list. Uh, he definitely has to go up there. I mean, he literally let goblins be not a meme. I mean, he made goblins a deck. There, I mean, there's like ruined crap and mill. Yeah. yeah. So like, he gets the honorable. He's like, "Hey, bud, you're there." Um, yep. And then like, uh, let's see. Uh, my other one was. Uh, Where did you go? I just had you. Uh, I don't. I didn't. I know that you didn't say it for the other colors. Um, I'm gonna put it out there just so that everybody knows. Uh, all of the modal lands or modal, not lands, but the uh, the the the, the, the bolt lands that uh, the, like the bolt lands. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. The, those are all Agonemes. honorable mentions. We have not said them yet. I kind of figured it was kind of just assumed. Um, but yeah, they they're on there. I mean, they're. The thing about those cards is they're not like a lot of them don't have a great front half, like realistically. It's hard to pick what I thought was the, like there was a debate of like what's the best one, even though I think most people said Agadine's the black one. I think um, like to me the red one I thought was really good. I think today the red one would be voted as the best one. I've I've cast the green one personally. That was an amulet card, but it I did. Yeah, I'm, like right now, it's not played in Amulet Titan. Yeah, because it's not really even like that that great. If you, right, if you yeah, don't read it as seven mana. Play a prime time. It read it as your grazer's a three six. Yeah, I mean, really. You no, know, yeah, no, no cap, as the kids say. Oh it my is. god. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's uh, uh... That, those are honorable mentions always. Like, so if you were just sitting there and you're like, "Oh my god, you guys are literally forgetting about some of the best cards," we're not. They're, we we know about them. Right. Um, like honestly, it may just be the red and like the red one for sure, and maybe the green one just because that's what Charbelcher plays. Yeah, well, yeah, and, I mean, yeah, they also play the blue one. So, like, yeah, that's true. So, I mean, so yes, yeah, so if we're putting it at that fact, sure. Um, but no, the other red one to me was Luca. Luca, actually, okay, uh, I didn't have that on my list. Uh, I think I stand by that though. I don't think Luca is very good. No, I don't. I don't think he's that good. And but like with red, like I said, it was just such a, <laughs> such a like a drag. Well, I had a few. Um, and maybe, maybe like I had a uh, because like my card of the year was breach. That yeah, that was my. It was close between that and actually Ox of Agonis. That's what my other one was, but like Breach just affected more formats, in my opinion. That's true. Yeah. Like and Ox gave Ox Dredge is... something that Dredge needed, but Breach was like, here's a combo deck. Like, here's <laughs> right. better Yogmoth's Will to an extent. Right. Like, and that was oh, insane. Yeah. yeah. But like yeah. Uh, Ox of Agonis, Valakid Awakening. Valakid Awakening, I had that too. Like, we both played that in. Uh, tournament decks yeah like red it, to me the card like, is awesome red to me just it, it just wasn't very exciting going through it right yeah that's that you said every card i didn't put luca um but it did it was a modern deck you know just luca was just my funny haha like oh okay okay like cutie like this was a cool deck right like that's what luca was to me it was just it, it yeah. was a cool thing that was like a reasonable deck that like if if your buddy was like i'm going to this tournament 
and they said that they wanted to play a deck that cheated in Emrakul, I wouldn't be like, you're an idiot. I'd be like, yeah, man, do it. Like, whatever. <laughs> right. It's hard to, t- hard to touch her. Touch Emrakul. Yeah. So, like, to, to me, Luca was just a funny honorable mention. Um, otherwise, though, like, Red, Red just didn't really have a whole lot. Un- yeah, un- I think... I think it's the worst color. Um, for for most of the card of years, like looking at the old ones that we that I've done, also like it just doesn't do a whole lot. <laughs> like there's a, <laughs> like they never really printed. So to that extent, when we get to multicolor, there are red multicolor cards that are really good. Yeah, yeah. Well, like because sure, yeah, like I yeah, mean, there's... a lot of people know because we talk about it, but like on one of our, uh, for like next year, um. Everybody knows it's going to be on there, but the blue-red, you know, expressive iteration. You're right. Like, yeah. literally one of the best cards ever. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, like, blue, like red splash cards are really good. And, you know, yeah. we are excluding Modern Horizons 2. Well, I, I don't think so. I think that came out this year, right? MH2 was, yeah, it was this year, and MH1 was 29. So if we are including MH2, yeah. then obviously you're going to know two of the cards already on that list. That we're going to uh, have a, a very interesting three. debate about. Uh, there, be th- oh, yeah, between the two. I was like, oh, well, there's also a removal spell that would be on the, on the list. But, yeah, uh, the creature, it might just depend on the week of what I would choose between the two of them. Oh, yeah, that, that's about what the same with... Uh with me is it kind of just comes down to like which one of them uh I don't know, like it, it like which one pissed me off more <laughs> like that's that's what it kind of comes down to is like which one just upset me yeah it'll, it will be ragavan when the ragavan opponent plays primeval titan against me i'm like well yeah it's the best card yeah obviously <laughs> like good job opponent you're the best player in the right planet. even though even though Darcy probably dealt 12 damage, I'm like, no, he, he Ragavan stole the took Primeval a Primeval Titan. Titan and casted it. Good job, Tony. You're the best in the world. Right. Um, yeah. But yeah, so like, Red just, for a lot of years, is probably just going to be really bad for for Card of the Year, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be do pretty good for 2021, though, I will say. Well, yes. But for like, <laughs> even the year before this, Red to me was kind of just pretty, pretty only okay. But we, we can go on to Green yeah, now. That's true. Yeah, let's do green. Uh, also, you know, not a great, not a long list for me personally. No, same um, here. This also kind of just fell under the whole like splash color. Yeah, um, for me, like the 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 first one, and I'm going strictly alphabetical, but this is a very good card, a card I really like, and I bought this card way too many times. Is Dryad of the Elysian Grove. I hate that card so much. It's it is probably the best addition to Titan that's still around. Well, just to clarify, that's still around because we had Fill the Dead once upon a time, you know those cards. But this card just gave us uh, such a great uh, just a just a, another way to win. We didn't have to just like attack with Titans and win. Like this was Plan B, and there's been plenty of games where it's like, all right, Dried Valka, Bolt you, Bolt you, I win, and it's just a great way to close out the game two in so those same instances if you're attacking with titan and you have dryad it's just like you're gonna deal so many bolts and it's hard to imagine where you don't win that game and it's just also scape shift it's it's centered around this card as well um it's the card it's this awesome card is very good unfortunately and upsets me to this day i hate that card right so actually uh 
Yeah, I know. I and I get it. And it's a two four two. Oh man, this card's awesome. Yeah, before uh, before unholy heat, when a, right. when a dryad stuck, it was uh. Yeah, I mean that was pretty much it. Right. You're like, all right, do I want to uh, invest two burn spells to kill this two four that my opponent could just easily play another one and then I'm back at square zero. Right. Oh, and Titan, you know, we get the packs too, so we actually have eight virtual copies in the deck, so it's so good. Ugh. Man, I love I love Dryad. I'm re- I'm ready for the new art too. That's that should be next next week or next month. I hate it here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, next is for me is Elder Gargaroth. Uh, yeah, that's that's eight. my honorable mention is good old gargles. So I actually uh, think I had this slightly at card of the year, just because it had a impact in it's it's a great standard card, a good pioneer card, and a passable modern card at some points. Whereas Dryad is just kind of strictly modern and in it's kind of a niche deck card. So I thought Gargaroth is is a little bit better, but maybe next year I just changed my mind. Uh, for me, I was pretty stuck at Dryad because it just it, it definitely affected a lot of formats. Um, unfortunately, modern in a negative way of uh, having to try to deal with it. But uh, like I mean, <laughs> Gorkaroth is really good. It did see modern play, um, and it sees it saw a lot of standard play, and uh, you know, and it did see modern play. There, there was like I said, there was a time that people I, I tried it. I thought it was a card was insane. I was like 6-6 six, six yep. flyer, or 6-6 six, six flyer, might as well have flying. 6-6 six, six reach, <laughs> that when it attacks and blocks, it does something. Like, right. card's insane. Yeah, just pick pick your favorite mode. Do you want a token? Do you want to draw a card? Do you want to gain three life? Like, how are you feeling? I think it also had vigilance. Yeah, it also had vigilance for some stupid reason. So, like, right. you're getting hit upside the head with this thing no matter what you do. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Card's awesome. Yeah, I, I still, I think I still, I'll, I'll I'll stand by. I think this was the green card just because it had a high impact in standard and pioneer and some modern. And dry, I think Dryad is just kind of just modern card only. Uh, that's. I mean, that, that, well, that, that's it's close. Like, because Dryad has a high impact in in modern. No, yeah. So I can agree if that's. I will not say that your argument of that being your card of the year is false. Like you could sell me on it. Yeah, it's 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 between these two. I have two. I have a few other cards. They're not as good as these two. <laughs> oh, for green, uh, I definitely that might have been my two green cards. Okay, so the next one and this one, you you could probably talk me out of like just removing it from the list altogether. Just, but I love this card, it's Lenowar Visionary. Just uh, th- three mana dork and cantrips. I think this card's actually uh, still decent. I do, I do like this card card quite a bit. I like that card too. It like it, it's not. It, it is a card that I think is good, but it didn't make my list. I wasn't like because then like Tangle Ferrothorn or Florahedron. Yeah. Also was on there too because like it affected Standard and Pioneer and you know Elementals ran it. It was the bad green flip card that you'd run in in those no lands deck, but it's one that has text on the front side. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, that's a good one. I like that card. I didn't have it on my list, but I think it, it sh- kind of should be. Uh, and I just have one more. It's just strictly a sideboard card, but I think it's a very good one. Just Wilt. 
just a awesome uh, naturalized effect that cycles. Yeah, the reason Walt didn't make my list is just it fell off the the ceiling so so hard. Yeah, that's true. Because at that time it was like uh, Tron would play it because it cost two mana instead of Nature's Claim and Chalice of the Void. Like that was an argument to play it. Well, also it, it cycles. Yeah, that was that right. was always my big argument was that it it just cycled. Right. Yeah. But you're right. It did just kind of uh, die. It's kind of crazy because it's just like you know, there's Urza Saga, there's there's constructs, there's just these colorless de- like Hammer Time's the best deck. It's like yeah, why 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 is there not enough Wilt? Because it doesn't cost zero mana. I think that's really it. Yeah, I mean, also uh, now, like, a lot of decks got uh, whatever that new card is, the the uh, the Foundation Breaker. Right, Foundation Breaker. And we also got Outland Liberator. That's a card that may be very good as time goes on. I think both of our decks, are, our modern decks, are really starting to really experiment with that card, too. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, but I think that's all I had for green. Um, and I think you went over your kind of pseudo green card yourself yeah my green like i said was pretty small because there just wasn't a a whole lot to green for me yeah yeah so i think we're on gold okay i'm gonna put it out there we're not hold up time out we're not gonna start because i want everybody to know this because i'm not gonna i'm not i'm not gonna go through all of them because there's like 10 companions (laughs) are all on this list (laughs) <laughs> sure. obviously yeah. some of them are better than others but i will just put them all on the list okay i just have uh for campaigns i just have the two obvious ones Luris and uh and kahira yeah well so kahira's not even obvious because like obosh was like better than kahira because obosh is actually a card that's true and then like jagatha is also like it, it, that's the problem let me just get into that like right. yorian decks are okay like it, i'm not not gonna get into it they're all on the list yeah Loris okay, being so, the top of the list of them. Yeah, Loris, the the one that everyone or plenty of people are just tired of it in modern. We're at kind of that point where people just want banned. I will say Loris is definitely not on my or he he is close to card of the year, but he definitely is not card of the year. Uh, he, I mean, if 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 there wasn't the other card, oh, so so Uro time nature's wrath, that's the card of the year. Oh, easily, like, it, undis, it, undisputed. It easily it affected it almost okoed every format. <laughs> right uh yeah oko will be a 2019 card it probably will be card of the year let's just be real like really uh, our gold <laughs> is just us talking about what cards were second because <laughs> like oh yeah let's talk about honorable mentions to uro yeah Gosh. like because he just he was just he was too good he was too good in every format he's still legacy legal i don't think he's very good in legacy no he is very good in he... legacy is he okay I don't pay too much attention. Like there. you just look at like Pioneer with like Niv Delight played him. Everybody played him. Uh, modern, modern All Star, standard, standard yeah. All Star. Like the problem with Uro was just like he, you just never could deal with him. Like you, you trade a Fatal Push for it. You kind of just counter the front half because you're so pissed off. And it's just the biggest <laughs> feel bad because like you're like, well, I have to kill it when he gets it back, and then he'll so, just get it back again. We should talk about the uh, oh the WPN Week 1 event. Uh, I actually didn't go to this, but you played uh, Blue-Green uh, Titan. Oh, oh my god, I totally forgot about that. 
That was, I'll never forget that. That was right before COVID hit. So, yeah. So, Uro, Th- yeah, yeah. Theros comes out. And the one card that everybody talked about was, or two, was Heliod and Dryad. Nobody looked at Uro. And, uh, and that was <laughs> yeah, so weird. True. So, I was like, I'm going to go play. There, there was a store that was local. It was called Dark Hound. Whatever. They, um, they pl- they had a the WPN event. I don't know if every store did that or if that was just them. Don't want to ever play. I I don't know. Um, but basically the whole point of it was like, you um, you had to top eight these like pseudo front events to get a chance to play in the main event. Right. And uh, I was like, all right, Dryad seems like a really good card, so I played Blue Green Titan. That played four dryads and one Uro. <laughs> and I didn't even never thought I never thought Uro was that good. And there was a time I was playing against Mono Red. Uh the like that Mono Red Blitz deck that was everywhere for a minute. Yep. And uh I had Uro I got Uro back because you know it gains life and I went to a combat, I attacked. My opponent kind of just like stared at me. I was like, what? And he's like, are you not going to draw a card and gain three life? I was like, wait a minute, this thing has an attack trigger too? I was like, what? <laughs> oh, man. No, the card, like, and the deck was, like, undisputed. It was insane how good that deck was. Yeah. And it, it, I think it felt like the precursor just, like... to, like, Amulet. Like, Amulet now. Yeah. Like, everybody was like, oh, Amulet's too complicated. We'll just play this big old, like, Titan deck. Yeah. And then it kind of like, and that's where it kind of divided, where like it became uh, the BTL scape shift decks with Dryad and the uh, the Amulet Titan decks. Right. Yeah. Oh, your Uro. And then obviously I, I, after that, yeah. after the coming weeks, people were like, wait a minute, Uro's insane. What are we doing? Right. <laughs> Why are we doing non Uro things? We should do, be doing these Uro things. And then we'd all agree that like Heliod definitely affected the format a lot, but like. It was like, can can you beat Uro? Right. <laughs> like, if I just stop you from comboing, can you beat an Uro? And it's like, no. And with and some Mystic Sanctuary could, is an out to infinite life, too. Oh, my. Just to, yes. Decking just to bring up opponent. a card I hate. Yeah, just because I hate that card so much, I just want to... Oh, it's going to be in Cards of the Year. Anymore. Don't worry. It'll be in Cards of the Year. Uh, there, oh, there oh, yeah. It's there. It, it's it might there. be Land Card of the Year, and I hate that so much. Yeah, is that, that's so gross. But yeah, it's... Yeah, you're right. Um... Well, yeah, let's go, let's go through the gold cards. You said all uh, all campaigns. I had Yorian as my first one. Just even though it's like whatever, like it's good. It was like very good in standard. Um, I played it in modern. It was okay. I think it was okay in it's, modern. I, I played it too, but I think Luris just is like the undisputed. Oh, oh yeah. What I hate is like white taxes plays eighty cards sometimes. And I just What's I don't mean? quite get it. Why not? <laughs> I, I, humans did it yeah. for a minute amulet did it like everybody was doing it dude oh, I, I think never, I, honestly i was above that excluding luris for gold as my like honorable mentions i think second place is almost it, actually it's not almost i think it's croxa and luris yeah crox is my is actually my next card it's it's still very good today like oh no it's insane today good. there are like black red decks in modern there were decks in standard there were like yeah, there are decks in Pioneer like Croxa is. Unfortunately, he was super shadowed by Uro. Like he just, you know, wasn't. It wasn't a comparison when them two were out at the same time. It was like, who gives who gives a shit about making my opponent discard a card? Play Design said they thought Croxa was better initially. 
They're, they were they're really, insane. They were wrong. They were, I think they were incorrect. Um, but yeah, Croxa, I think, is the second place with Luris. And then after that, all the companions. Uh, Clothis is a big honorable mention, even though you think she's narrow. No, I actually had her on the list. Oh, you did? You actually put her. I did. Um, I, I don't know if I stand by it, but, <laughs> but she's on the list now. Um, I thought this card was very like mediocre, and then it was just like a staple in, in Gruel Panza. It literally, well, I mean, it, it like when Once Upon a Time was legal and Theros came out, which is so fucking weird to me to say that that Once Upon a Time and Theros were legal at one point. Yeah. Because I played Once Upon a Time in Blue Green Titan. <laughs> weird. Right. Um, but yeah, like literally, Gruel mid range was one of the best decks in the format because that Once Upon a Time in Clothis, and you just got to just mess life up for people. Right. Like, and I know we talked about it before, and we'll talk about it again. Like, turning on Clothis is actually, like, a very big thing that, that happens that will win you the game, being a 4-5 indestructible. And that's, like, it still does 6-8 damage before it even gets to that point anyway. Yeah, It just keeps shocking you, and, ah, oh, it's just so good. I just, like, it's it doesn't... It doesn't have like it doesn't go that wide in other decks though. No, and so like it, and that's where Clothis goes though is like I will never say Clothis deserves to be in every deck, and I'm not gonna say that like oh, right. man, you're just this random Naya deck. You should play it. No, like if you're a Gruel deck and your devotion can get up to it, she's really good for your deck. Or if you just want a constant graveyard hate card and you're a multicolored deck, then she will do that for you. Yeah, because she she is just impossible to get rid of to some extent. Like unless you have like Skyclave or something to move her or anything like Prismatic that. Prismatic ending. Well, now yes. No, yeah, yeah. But before you had basically nothing. Yeah, like you had to wait till she got turned on, and even then, she did eight damage to you. <laughs> right. And then you have to path her, so you have to give your opponent a land. You're like, okay, well, I don't want to do that. Or to fairy bounce and hope to have a mana leak at the time yeah or they'll just like, recast her and then it's really <laughs> annoying and it's just this constant damage that's happening every turn and it's just yeah well those are those are my gold cards of the year i mean my last honorable mention is general kudro uh just kind of what he did to humans for like five days and then sure <laughs> and that, that's about it uh so you missed a few uh i still have two more which one did i miss sprite dragon oh yeah yeah that's an uncommon yeah sprite but and well we missed Stormwing. Uh, right and they fall both under the we're we're not respecting blue red blitz at all no it's not a real deck (laughs) yeah it was it was funny it's like that kept helia in check though like that was the best deck and then blue red blitz was just like came in and said all right i'll hold a bolt and I'll just, I'm just going to keep clawing. It played you. like Delver, and that was, and, yeah. and that's what Murktide does now, is it's, it's just a Delver deck. It's like, I'm going to play this threat, and it's going to live forever, I promise. Right. But Blitz so, was like more like, I'm going to yeah. floor it, and hopefully you die. Right. Because Murktide's like, I want to play Darcy and Protector. Yep, right. And Blitz yeah. is like, I'm going to play this dude, and if you kill it, I don't care. <laughs> Good luck, fellow opponent. Right. Uh, you also missed one more. If it you say... Okay, I was gonna say if you said emergent ultimatum, I'm gonna beat you up. No, I no ultimatums. Uh, it's a creature. It's Omnath, locus of creation. Oh yeah, you know what? I did forget him. This one, I thought was like I was talking to another friend of mine about this card. I was like, it it, it was just like uh, 
I had Storm super like, low expectations of that card. I, I had so low. And, you know, the MTG uh, Rants guys, they didn't have it on their, like, top eight podcast. They Both of them missed it. And they're like, yeah, we were wrong. Uh, I just didn't think, like, the landfall, you would ever, like, get the second or third trigger. I thought it was just a four-mana cycler. I kind of thought so. I was like, yeah, I guess um, Bolas, the creature, was was playable. So I guess this might be, too. Like, that was kind of my initial thoughts but oh my god yeah. oh my god how this annoying card that card was and still is to this day yeah it's like it's a turn five play where it's like all right uh draw a card i'll play a fetch land fetch well and five like, mana niv in and the just like, the dryad btl decks we were talking about they they play both so it's like yeah. you could curve this on turn four and play a land with it right Ugh, omnath yeah yeah too good for standard. That's the only card banned in standard as of right now. Yes. I think. I'm pretty sure that. Yeah. The, the, I'm almost positive right. he's the only card banned. Right. Uh, that's all I have for gold. Same. Uh, same. Okay. Let's move on. The, the last... The, the We got through that. Uh, so, yes. Uro, Titan Nature's Wrath. We thought it was squeaks by and is the card of the year. Oh, yeah. It, yeah, it squeaked. It was a close competition. Yeah, very close. Um yeah, had to compete with Leto or Visionary, but we thought, you know, Uro might just be a little bit better for three mana. Overall card of the year is probably Uro. It's not even actually probably. It, it is. It is Uro. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, Luris was my honorable mention, the number two. I think Luris is second place for all-time card of the year for 2020, but I think yeah. Uro just, like, undoubtedly. If they'd never fixed companion mechanic, then maybe Luris is undoubtedly the best Jeez. one, but they definitely had to fix him <laughs> the companion mechanic. <laughs> right. Right. Oh, man. Yeah. But we do have colorless and lands. Uh, I mean, this is going to be super fast. Yeah. The first one I have is Maze Mind Tome. Uh, d- this was a very good, like, standard, and Etron played a lot of these cards. This is my first one. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to add him, but he definitely would be my card of the year, like, of all time, Ugin. But I'm not going to add him because he's not from this year, technically. Oh yeah, I I wouldn't. I I don't think he counts. He doesn't, but he's my all-time planeswalker of all time. But I I think I will include Delver in twenty twenty. Like I think that's that fits the list for this year because it is modern legal, but it wasn't standard or pioneer. So I think Delver. That, that's fine. Count. I'll 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 give that. Okay. Maze my like, Maze my tome was on my list. Uh, for colorless, actually, excluding the Ugin joke, my cards of the year are tied. And only one of them got tied because of a card that came out this year. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so why don't you go ahead and lead us off on Colorless? So, my cards of the year, because Colorless for this year is pretty small. Like, I mean, there's the Ozolith, yep, which is good, but it's not nearly as good as these other two cards I'm about to mention. And then Ugin. It's, it's pretty narrow. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, Ugin, but Ugin, you know. Um, uh, which, the two cards that are tied are... Soul Guide Lantern, very good card, being one of the best hate pieces that a lot of decks have ever gotten, and then because yep. of Urza Saga, Shadow Spear. Exact same list. Yep. Yeah, like I think those are both tied for card of the year out of colorless. Like Shadow Spear wasn't originally until pretty much Urza Saga, because like Shadow Spear seemed very gimmicky. Like it was like oh trample and lifelink and yeah, whatever like. You're okay. You're this one-mana artifact that, like, I don't want to just randomly draw. But now we got, like, a card that tutors for it and makes constructs. So, like, 
why not? <laughs> you know, it's it's free. Right. It's just easy include in the Hammer Time decks too. Uh, I mean, it's playing like um, if you play Urza Saga, you're probably playing that card. Right. And the, 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 that's like my two card of the years. Like, I mean, that seems pretty obvious. Like, I think most people would, would agree on that. Oh yeah, I think so too. It's hard to pick one over the. I think I might like. Just because I think if we're if we're talking about 2020, it's Soul Guide. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Like, if we're just talking about like if it's 2020 right now, and we're playing that modern format. It's Soul Guide. Yeah, like easily like a lot like oh. if you played Relic or Tormods because you had to like you were now playing Soul Guide. What's funny is like Shadow Sphere. We I may debate it, its inclusion on the list last year. No, it, it wasn't like, even was like, close. If we were yeah. making this list as of last year, right now, I would I would laugh if you said Shadow Sphere. Like I was said, I probably was said Maze Mind Tome because at that time Etron was. I super would have definitely said Maze Mind Tome slash Soul Guide. They would have been tied. There's nothing else yeah. close. And like maybe Forsaken Monument because I'm a memer. And like I think, oh, sure. and Etron did play it for a minute, and it made Etron like the mirrors were insane. Yeah, I I thought I, I still thought I th- the time I'll stay by. I think that card just overrated. I don't th- I don't think it was very good. No, it, I mean I as somebody that's played Etron, I don't think it's that good. Yeah. Um. Uh, that's all I got for colorless. So. Yeah, same. And yeah. I mean, let's let's be real about lands. We we just say there's it. not a lot. Well, it's just, I think we just chalk it up to five cards that are card of the year. Lands, right? Well, I had the uh, flip lands also. I put them as honorable mentions because, like, yeah, they're okay, but like, they don't compete to what these cards did to a lot of formats. Oh, I agree. Uh, so, if if you don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about triomes, right? Um, they definitely card of the year for many reasons. I think they're almost almost tied for being uh, like under overall card of the year next to Luris. Um. Cause, honestly because they yeah. did affect a lot like they gave pioneer a brand new thing of being able to play three color decks more reasonably right but really like just look at modern decks like four color bring the light there was bant decks that splashed Savai triome or zagoth just to cast a tybalt you right. know like they cycle they're good like they're, they're definitely land card of the year like there's there's nothing close no i i I strongly agree. It's just and like we had domain decks that were just like we cared about getting Abzan colors and then the Steam Vents where you just you just want all the card types. Yeah, and, and they're uh, they're just free for like a lot of like control decks play Rauger and Triumph and they'll be just blue white, but they'll play like yeah. random red sideboard cards because they can. Yep, yeah, right. Like uh, what I was thinking of like Wildfire. Yeah. Um, and then Niv also, this was a huge addition for them. Oh, both Modern and Pioneer, yeah. Yeah, for, for both, yeah. Um, saying Wildfire, actually, some people are going to say we didn't add Wildfire out of red. I still, to this day, think Wildfire is a meme. Cleansing Wildfire? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, uh, I, I will yeah. give it to Spike. I will give it to everybody that played that deck, the Flagstone deck. But, like, the deck lasted maybe three months. Uh, may maybe three months. Like I always thought, cleansing wildfire was a joke. Like I think it's an okay sideboard card, but like, like now because of what the format is, like you're trying to alpine moon your opponent. You just don't even want to see Urza Saga touch the table. Right. Also, just giving your opponent a land is just not that feels good. Right. And then it's like, okay, yeah. well I can crack my flagstones within ramp and it's like ah but that that's not it feels good either in the format it's like 
tap out on turn two to go up to three to draw right. a card. Oh, yeah. It's like, oh, well. Could you imagine, like, if your opponent did that? Like, all right, play Flagstones. I'll blow it up, get a land, ramp, woo! And you're like, all right, um, I will I will cast Primeval Titan. Or, like, or, any other deck. Well, like, it, I'll play... I, I'm biased to mine. It's like... I'll go <laughs> in... All right. Well, I'll, like, I'll dash a Ragavan because you tapped out. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. so like, it, it just not feel. It just does not feel good. Right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But I think I, th- I do think the flip lands were pretty good too. No, I think I think they're they're honorable mentions, but I just don't think they're close to. No, no, no. To the power was... of the other ones. Yeah, for for the fl- for them, I would say like, uh, and this kind of stretches into Theros too. But I'm gonna kind of include all of them because I forget the because it was like split six and. Zendikar than the last four in um, not Theros. Caldheim. Uh, uh, Caldheim, thank you. Yeah, uh, I'll put them next year. I mean, they're going to be honorable mentions forever because they're lands that uh, that do a lot, that help a lot of decks. But I, I don't think they're. No, but at the time it's like when you got the Gruel one in Pioneer. Like Gruel was a good color combo in Pioneer, and it had shit mana, and this helped a lot. Yeah, they were playing Temple could... of whatever of Abandoned or whatever the. They played well. Temple or the uh, the 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 uh, check the I forget what the name of it. But the it was, reveal. Yeah, reveal green red, and that that lens not good. It's not just not good. Is uh is midnight or what is Crimson Vow gonna be out before the year's over? It should be November. Oh, it is okay. So we might get better lands in that. It's possible. Because currently, I, I think we... my my current year's like best lands are probably from uh, um, the Innistrad set. Uh, in art, <laughs> or just like the the slow lands. The the slow lands. Or the... I haven't thought about tw- I haven't thought about twenty twenty one. I can't think of any other like lands that came out that matter. Because uh, no. it's definitely not gonna be the Strixhaven reveal lands. The, you know uh, the finish no. cycle of those oh yeah no 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 fucking hate those right I, oh what about host, hostile, hostile 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 yeah that one no That's a good one <laughs> it's probably the slow lands and like i've seen them affect pioneer and standard so like they're oh they're good for the low power format i, I do think like it reclamation decks if you had like if you're kind of wild you could play one of them because it's untapped mana late but i don't maybe not i don't think it's fine i did think about it in like if we had blue green because we only have the ally colors now so it'd be nice if they finished the cycle and gave enemy colors because i think i think titan might be interested in a blue green one that's just untapped in the mid game sure because we just have I, I think green white and green red yeah I, I know we don't play enough wire red cards to care about that right now but if we had blue that could be interesting. That's just my thoughts. It might not be very good. I don't know. They might finish the cycle in uh, Crimson Val. Right. And it's just like, you know, it's modern. So it's like, you, you get Gemstone Mine if you care about untapped any color mana. And that's probably just way better. I think, yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. I think, uh, just thinking about it, like, I think uh, decks have the option to... Uh, to play them if they want to. Yeah, yeah. Does the mana suck in standard now? Yeah, like, it, it sucks. It just... Okay, well that's, that's good though. No, I, I want I want standard that. to have the worst mana. 
in the format, I, please. I remember, yeah, I remember Ross is complaining about standard where it's just like, how come these like mid range decks just have amazing mana, but my aggro deck doesn't? It's kind of like, yeah, kind of. Because you just got triumph, so you, you you had all your colors and yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, that was awesome. Yeah, that, that was our that was our twenty twenty uh, cards of the year. Uro Titan Nature's Wrath, as you may have guessed, was the was the winner. Yeah, as um, as soon as you probably heard like cards of the year for twenty twenty, you're like, oh, okay, Uro, because twenty nineteen is yeah. not going to be. I mean, let's all be real; it's not going to be that hard either. <laughs> <laughs> right, you probably have a good guess, uh, a very good guess. It might, it might be interesting as we go deeper into it, it go further back. My 2019, I have a lot of cards. Yeah, no, my, I have a lot of cards too on it. And then... Well, well, it had a, it had a, a throne, so yeah, yeah a lot of cards. But like once we get back to like when, uh, whenever, uh, what's the set called? Uh, when Oath was legal and cons and that like oh it could be interesting yeah like then you're talking about like getting ally of zendikar was legal at the same time that like liliana the, the last up was legal right or grim flare or emrakul right like you're we're gonna have very interesting discussions when that happens i'm very excited oh yeah i think like as we go deeper we'll also have like more disagreements of like what should be included and what shouldn't be like we were pretty we pretty had almost a uniform list for the most part. i think for the most part it was anticipated too though for 2020 because there just wasn't a lot of like oh man <laughs> like why why aren't you, you talking about this card like it, it just it kind of wrote itself and it's just because the format like theros just like kind of just hit and it was the last super powerful format or last super powerful set yeah. And in Aquaria's uh, companions, but you know, like once we go farther down the line, when sets were kind of equal um, in power level, of just every set had just some random busted card in it for the standard format. Um, because like you know, like I just said, like Oath of the Game Watch, we had Gideon Ally of Zendikar, and that card was explosive in standard and affected modern yeah. to some degree during that time period. Right, and then we have like Kaladesh and Aether Revolt, where we got Fatal Push, like which superly affected modern. Yeah, and we didn't, and we didn't even have twenty twenty in this list, which will have Veil of Summer, but that's going to also be competing with, unfortunately, the top dog of twenty nineteen. <laughs> yes, that's true. Like it's unfortunate to say it, but I mean it's kind of like a spoiler. But twenty nineteen is going to be okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no point hiding it. It was just like it got. It will the be interesting Oko, talking it, about the underdog cards, like the cards that are like the best of their colors. But when when it comes to the overall end of the episode, where we're like, all right, this was top card of the year. Like 2020 was Uro and 2019's Oko. Right. Yeah. It's just not a debate. Maybe maybe uh, we just ban Oko from being. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about this runner runner up because I don't I don't know what the runner up would be in 2019. No, it will be Oko interesting. And, so I think to I think next week when we go into that episode, um, to to describe to y'all guys listening, we will already start with Oko's card of the year, but we will be discussing what we think is second place card of the year because like Veil of Summer was also printed in that format, and I think War of the Spark was twenty eighteen. Nope, War of the Spark is legal. Oh, twenty nineteen. So there will also be Teferi in the for like. There's gonna be a lot of cards to talk about. There there is a lot of cards on twenty nineteen for me. 
Yeah, there's so, a lot of them. So be ready for that. I think talking about second place is going to be the interesting part of the right. that episode specifically. Wait, are we going to do it next week? I thought that might we might have a special. Oh no, yeah, we did discuss. Okay, so be ready for next week's episode. It, it's going to be pretty special. We're going to do something. It, we're going to do something very different. Yes, if you don't follow us on Twitter, check us out there, and we'll we'll post all sorts of stuff. I promise, I'm going to be. Uh, in charge of posting on Twitter randomly. So if you want to follow us for just random funny jokes, I might also start doing polls on Twitter. Uh, Cause we would love to hear from you guys uh, about, you know, maybe y'all have uh, once that you want us to discuss on the episode, you know, uh, maybe you want more about, Hey Brent, I want to learn more about how your opinion on Amulet Titan and the format is, you know, stuff like that. We're, we're very open to taking requested. I think right. at least I'm not, I'm not against it. No, I'm not either. Yeah, that's a great idea. If you have any suggestions, yes, please, please let us know. If you want to hear, if you don't want to hear me just bashing on Amulet for being like a not very good deck, and you want to know why, yeah, let me know. Let us know. Yeah, we would like, we would love to to hear about all that stuff. Uh, you know, maybe you want to hear about horror stories of Hogak and stuff like that. So definitely, uh, I promise we'll be posting on Twitter a lot more. Uh, we've kind of just been, you know, we we just started really. Like, what is this episode? This is number. This is episode five, and uh, yeah, it, dude, we've been. I know you've been busy. This was a pretty busy week so far for me. It's it's. Well, just, we're kind of figuring out the groove of when we need to be recording, and you know, right. we. I just started a new job that's very taxing, and Brent's still like getting off call and stuff like that. So you know, but you know, we we really appreciate the guys, the people that are continually our followers that are listening. We greatly appreciate you guys. Yes, we do so much so I promise there will be more content in the future and next week's episode is i from what we've discussed is going to be a doozy it's i think it's gonna be awesome i'm really looking forward to it yeah i am i am super excited uh it's gonna be crazy it's gonna be fun i i'm very excited for it me too i think it's gonna rock okay um I think that just about does it. Why don't we do? Uh, we haven't done this, but let's do a quick uh, how you can reach us. Uh, so, Colt, if people wanted to hear more about you, how can how can we hear from you? Um, you can uh, hear from me if you want to follow me on Twitter. Uh, my Twitter is at cx underscore delta. Um, you can reach out to me on there. Uh, you can also reach out to either of us pretty much because we both run the page at our uh, at our Twitter. Uh, being uh what is it i think it's at mtg it's, painful truth it is so close mtg painful truth ran out of character so i couldn't get the last s uh, so mtg painful truth that's fine yeah you can reach out to us there too we both run it uh you know there we also have a third person uh my lovely girlfriend courtney she runs all the posting usually on it so you might also get the chance to talk to her about her opinion about magic but my, mainly it'll be us <laughs> right uh, and you can follow me at yeah twitter.com. I'm Brent Wagner BL, uh, where you can I, I don't tweet a lot. I kind of tweet in spurts. Um, we we both kind of yeah, do. <laughs> like yeah, but we're not but we're not def- super big on social media, but we are there. Right. Yeah, but check us out. If you forget, just check the show notes. It's gonna be there every week. So if you're like, oh yeah, Brent was awesome. Cole was okay, like normal. Anyone check out either <laughs> of our Twitter. Just go to the show notes. It'll all be there. And uh, and you can just follow us just by clicking the links. 
Yeah, and uh, like I said, be, feel free to reach out to us about any questions. Or like I said, you know, if you want to, you could tweet at us at uh, at MTG Painful Truth. If you want to uh, say, hey, I'd like to hear you guys talk about this or whatever, we are not opposed to that. Not at all. Well, I think that's going to do it for us this week. Thank you, thank you guys for listening, and we'll catch you guys next week. Yep, have a wonderful week, y'all.